0: your life your 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 hello and welcome to another episode of the remix movement podcast my name is stephanie and this is the second episode of 2023 um, but it's actually episode 238 from, like, the whole history of the Remix Movement podcast, all right? Now, normally on Fridays, we do this thing called Friday Prayer Wave, and these podcast episodes are basically when we take some time to pray to God and let Him know what's going on, and it gives you a chance to um, set the atmosphere for His Holy Spirit to speak to you and to just meditate on what's being said, okay? Um, however... This Friday, uh, January 6th, is actually Three Kings Day. It's a holiday, and it's something that I feel like we need to talk about. So that's why the title is, What is Three Kings Day All About? So we're going to take this time to just put Friday prayer to the side just this one time, and we're going to replace it with this discussion or uh, what I'm going to let you know about, about Three Kings, um, so that you can just understand that this is a special day and that it's important to acknowledge it, okay? Three Kings happens... uh, 12 days after christmas and it's known as epiphany or three kings day okay now three kings day is about the three kings or the three wise men that went to jesus when he was born and brought him gifts and a lot of times this particular holiday is only celebrated in latin america and uh, and in other Caribbean countries, right? So I know they celebrate Three Kings Day in Puerto Rico, because my family's Puerto Rican, but they also celebrate it in Venezuela, Colombia, Dominican Republic, Argentina, Mexico, Uruguay, Paraguay, and Cuba. Okay? And they have these really cool things and um, traditions that they decide to do it's very important and a lot of times especially in Puerto Rico I posted like a picture earlier today on my Instagram of um Like a parade. Right. So people get dressed up as the three kings and their colorful coats and um, they go down the street and they just they celebrate the fact that the three kings were able to uh, give Jesus Christ these gifts. Okay, And those three gifts are gold, frankincense and myrrh. So we're going to talk a little bit later about why it was those things and what a lot of people say the reasoning was for. But I want to just dig a little deeper and let you guys know that even if we are in the United States of America and you do not celebrate Three Kings Day, it is a day that should be acknowledged. Okay, it is a day where I'm telling you right now, I still have my Christmas uh, decorations still, I walked uh, down a few houses nearby, and they still have the decorations up, but in a lot of Latin American cultures, and a lot of Caribbean cultures, Three Kings Day is actually as big of a holiday as Christmas Day, right, so Christmas Day, we are celebrating the birth of Jesus, but Three Kings Day is when we're celebrating The three kings, the three wise men that came down and heard a word from God, obeyed what he said and gave Jesus his first three gifts. All right. So I want to start off by saying everything written in the Bible is there for a reason. Everything written in the Bible is there on purpose. It is the word of God, okay? In the word of God, God intentionally put things in there. So this story of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, would look a little different if it was left out the fact that these shepherds were there, these wise men were there, Jesus came to them in the form of angels. They told them what they had to do. They followed the instructions and they gave baby Jesus these three gifts. They are in the Bible. And it's actually the reason why that happened is because it was prophesied way, 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 way before Jesus was even born. Okay? Now, when there is a word from God, when there is a prophecy in the Bible, it is said that the Holy Spirit is behind that prophecy. And if it is true, then it will come to pass. And I believe with all my heart that comes now, even into perspective, right? If God promised you something, if God used somebody in the Holy Spirit, in his presence to give you a word, to give you a prophecy, I believe that you have to have the faith and the understanding to know that it is going to be happen. It is going to happen. It is going to come to pass. So that's exactly what happened here. So where in the Bible is it prophesied? That Jesus was going to be given by uh, was going to be given gifts by three wise men or three kings. Okay, it's actually in Isaiah chapter sixty verses one through three, and it says, "Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of God rises and appears over you." All nations will come to your light and mighty kings will come to see your radiance. So here we're seeing that Isaiah is prophesizing that it's going to be nighttime and Jesus is going to be born. The glory of God is going to be shown through his son and there are going to be mighty kings that are going to celebrate and shower this baby with gifts. Okay, so I want to go to the original story, which is um, if you that's the prophecy and then go back all the way to the front. Um, Matthew chapter two, verses one through twelve. This is the actual story, the chapter that is about the three wise men, the three kings. OK, and it says Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some of the wise men from uh from eastern lands arrived in jerusalem asking where is the newborn king of the jews we saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him now i want to pause this okay because i want to mention that matthew mark luke and john are the four gospels and a lot of times they all talk about the same events in different ways so when i read this these first um couple verses verses 1 and 2 I'm like, okay, well, where in the Bible can I get more information on that? And I actually found that Luke uh, spoke about the angels and the shepherds. Luke highlights a little bit more in detail what it was about. So if you go to Luke chapter two, keep your hand on Matthew, but go to Luke chapter two, uh, verse eight. It says that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in stripes of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others and the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, uh, in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Okay? So that's where it's at. Jesus has angels come down to these shepherds. They heard the voice of the Lord. They said, hey, there's a baby that's about to be born. This is the Messiah. This is the prophecy that Isaiah was talking about. This is what you have to do. And they were obedient and they did it. So going back to Matthew um, chapter 2, I'm going to go ahead and start back into. uh, Let's go to verse 9. Okay. It says, after this interview, the wise man went their way. Interview they're talking about when when the angels came down and had this interaction with the wise men. Okay, verse nine. After his interview, after their interview with the wise men, went away, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. Uh, where the child was. So this is where they find baby Jesus wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger in the stable with the animals and the mom, Mary, and Joseph, okay? Verse 10, it says, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. That star that was guiding them to the destination they were promised and had to be obedient to going to, they were filled with joy. I want to stop there because this is something that I want to go ahead and uh, just let you guys know, okay? Just a little revelation, I guess. If God has called you, if God has given you a prophecy, if God has placed in your heart something that you were called to do, okay, or something that was going to be given to you, and you have faith, and you obey him, and you follow his word, and no matter what happens, you still have faith, and you still have hope, and you finally get to the point where God is about to give you that prophecy, is about to be fulfilled, that promise is about to happen, the first thing you are going to feel is pure joy. That joy, my friends, is the joy of the Lord. Now, I want to let you guys know, it was prophesied to me many, many years ago that Lewis and I were going to have children and that our children uh, were going to have a testimony and they were going to be in ministry, okay? I held on to that, and I'm still holding on to that prophecy. I can tell you where I was and who said it. I know it was the voice of God, Okay. Even with everything that's been going on, even with through all the hardships and all the fertility problems that we're dealing with, I am still filled with so much hope and so much faith that it's going to happen. And when that day comes and I finally know that I am pregnant, I am carrying and I gave birth to my son or daughter and that child comes out healed and healthy and beautiful, I'm going to be. Filled with the joy of the Lord. I mean, I'm telling you guys, I'm going to be filled with the joy of the Lord the moment we find out we're pregnant, but I know that what the Bible says here is true. So what I want to tell you guys is, and this is great for the beginning of the year, this is great for Three Kings Day, okay? There are things that were promised to you many, many years ago. There are words of prophecy that were given to you in strange places, at church, in the middle of a youth service, at a conference, through the Holy Spirit, okay, do not forget about them. Have faith and have hope. Keep pursuing that because the day is going to come when you receive it, and I'm saying and I'm declaring that that day is probably going to happen in the in God's timing and hopefully for me in 2023, okay? And when that happens, you are going to be filled with joy. You are going to have a testimony on your mouth, and you're going to be filled with the joy of the Lord. So I just wanted to stop there and just let you know about that because it is so encouraging to me to know that that's going to happen. The same way that these three wise men, they followed the star, they, they follow the instructions of the angels of God, and they finally were able to see the star right above where the child is, the Messiah, and the first thing they feel is pure joy. That is the joy of the Lord. So verse 11, here it is. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests treasure chests, and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Verse 12, when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Okay, verse 11. This is where it gets really cool, okay? When you enter the house of God, You need to be able to acknowledge that that is the house of God and bow down and worship him before anything else that you do. See, we are the church, okay? We are the church, the people who have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, the people that have faith, the people that believe that God has called them for a purpose and follow the purpose of God, right? We are the church, and wherever we go, If the Holy Spirit is there, if we're taking time in our prayer closet or in our prayer room or in our car and the Holy Spirit is there, the first thing we need to do is respect who God is. Acknowledge who God is. God wants us to worship him. I mean, it's one of the commandments, right? You shall have no other gods. I am your God. Worship me. Don't worship anything else. Like, God is so great and God is so good just for who he is. Not not just counting what he does, but who he is. That he wants us that when we're in his presence, the first thing we do is show reverence and worship him. Show reverence and worship him. And then after you bow down and you worship him, after you pray and you give him worship, then you can go ahead and begin to show your gifts, to give your uh, declarations of faith, to proceed with the service. See, when I think of this, I think of like a church service, right? When you go to a church service, uh, it's very common that even before the praise and worship or during the praise and worship, you hear prayers, you hear worship, you you see people bowing down in his presence, you see people lifting their hands. This is because this is educated to us. It is taught to us through the word of God, And God wants us to know that 2023 is a year for us to acknowledge who he is. Acknowledge who God is in your life. Is he the first person and the first place in your heart? Is he the first person you trust in your finances? Is he the first person you trust for your marriage? Is he the first person you trust with your kids? Is he the first person that you worship even before you get on your phone and you check your Instagram and you check your Facebook and you check your TikTok? Is he the first person? you give thanks for before you go in your car and drive to your job and think about the million things that you have to do in one day. See, God wants to be first in our lives. God wants us to worship him and to bow down to him. All right. And once we have done and acknowledged that and put him on the altar, the way he, the, where he belongs, Okay, then we can go about our days. Then we can go about giving him our talents, our abilities, giving him our church, giving him our plans. Then we can go ahead and give him everything else. So this is just something that's taught to us in the word of God and even here with the three kings. Okay, so I'm going to read verse 11 again. It says they entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, okay? Now, I, I don't know why he gave them that. I don't know why that was decided, but I did a quick Google search, and I, I think this is really um, surprising but relevant at the same time, right? So if you do a quick Google search, um, there's something that pops up, and it says here that's, Gold is a symbol of Christ's child's kingly status, okay, that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. Frankincense is to represent his divinity, that he is holy, that there is no one like him, that he is holy, okay? He is divine. He is above all gods. And then myrrh is for the anointing at his sacrificial death, okay? Myrrh is I am uh, the way, the truth, and the life. Like, you have to die to your flesh And sacrifice who you are but at the end after you do that you're going to receive my anointing and my glory okay and then i kept going and i i read something that was really interesting and it says here that gold um well yeah so gold is symbolic of christ the king so that's equal right christ is the head christ is the king christ is the king of kings okay frankincense is the symbol of what was used for worship in the temple of God. So it is symbolic of Christ as the high priest, as the head God above every other person in the temple so in the temple you had your prophets and you had um, you know your judges and you had your the people there that worked for them but if you go through the chain of command the christ the high priest is the one that everyone had to report to he's the one on top of the church so we have god as christ the king as the divine king king of kings and lord of lords okay and then we have the the frankincense as a symbolic of jesus christ as the high priest in the temple and then we have myrrh and it says here that myrrh is a perfume that was used to anointed dead bodies right it's a symbol of jesus christ's death for the sake of truth and therefore this also signifies christ as the prophet so jesus christ is supposed to be our king jesus christ is supposed to be our high priest and Jesus Christ is supposed to be our prophet. The prophet of the prophet that God uses to give us messages that we are saved through Jesus Christ, okay? And this all could make a lot of sense to me. I mean, it does make a lot of sense to me, and it's it's really interesting the way that it reads, but I I do understand now that 3 Kings Day is not just a normal day. Latin American countries have been able to stick to their traditions and their roots and their festivities of celebration of the fact that they had these three kings. And and even as I read Matthew chapter 2 and I'm reading that revelation about how when they saw the star they were filled with joy and how when we enter uh, the house of the Lord that we need to worship him and, and bow to him, these are all beautiful pictures of what Jesus Christ is trying to share with us even now through Three Kings Day, even now as people in the United States or in other countries that may not celebrate Three Kings Day. I am grateful for the fact that Jesus Christ came as a baby boy and is the savior of the world and that he is is the Lord of my life, okay? I am grateful that God loves me so much that he sacrificed his one and only son. I am grateful for that. But now I am even also grateful for this added piece of the story again a piece that a lot of people don't like to connect a piece that a lot of people they say oh well it's just about christmas and that's it and they forget about the the next like 12 days after they forget about like the role of the three wise men and at the end of the day all of these gifts that were given to them right they were so precious here's another one right here's another one i'm I'm getting this right now thank you jesus These gifts were so valuable, they were worth so much, that the three wise men had to carry them in a treasure chest. When we think of treasure chests, we're thinking of a huge chest that weighs a lot, that carries something that is so extremely valuable that it has to be stowed away and it's revealed with a huge trunk at the top and it takes a while to open it, right? When I think of a treasure chest, I'm thinking like Peter Pan and pirates, right? They're all looking for uh, treasure. And the buried treasure, when they find it, they put it where? They put it in a treasure chest. It is a chest that holds valuable things. So Jesus Christ as a baby, not even as a full grown man, as a child is so worthy and is so valuable and is so great that he deserves to be given these three gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. Those, th- those wise men, they traveled a long way with a treasure chest on a mission to complete a prophecy that God had given. And I don't know about you guys, but between the end of... Uh, I believe the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament, there was like about 400 years where the prophets had literally stopped giving the word of God. They had stopped giving prophecies. They had stopped telling people about what was about to happen. There was a stop. And that moment that this great announcement was given and these three wise men decided to give their ear and obey is just a beautiful, beautiful thing that I am so appreciative of because this is God's way of saying my grand entrance is for my son and my grand my grand gift, my biggest gift to you, to us, to the listener and to everybody here on earth is for you to be able to accept my greatest gift that is so worthy and that is Jesus Christ. God loves us so much that he wants us to value the three gifts that the wise man gave. He wants us to see the journey that the wise man went through. He wants you to know that he loves you so much that he still wants you to get this today so you can get into a relationship with Jesus Christ, so that you can be a better person, so that you can live a life that is pleasing, so you can fulfill your purpose. And I'm so grateful to be given the opportunity to take this time to explain to you what Three Kings Day is all about. Because I do believe that even after listening to this, you can pass it along to other people. You can share it. You can listen to it again. And God will reveal something so new to you, so fresh to you. And it's, and it's just the fact that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he deserves worship, and he deserves praise, but he wants a relationship with us, all right? Thank you so much for tuning in to this special Friday episode. <laughs> um, I will be back with you again soon for another episode, but I, I really do, um, I'm so grateful for, for the opportunity to be able to do this podcast, and, and I'm so grateful um, to be able to talk about this. All right. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Remix Movement podcast. If you found this episode encouraging and uplifting, the best thing you can do today is share it with others. Stay connected with me on social media to get more new podcast episode alerts, verses of the day, and much more. Follow me on Instagram at A 321 And don't forget to subscribe to the Remix Movement YouTube channel, where you can have access to all of our previous podcast videos. Thank you and God bless.